0: And welcome to another Writer's Bookshelf podcast with, of course, me, David Driver, and again, some fantastic music by the brilliant composer, your good friend of mine, the brilliant man himself, Mr. John Hardy, and maybe my guest might smile at this the title of that piece is lost for words what can i say <laughs> about my guest it's not it is his debut but it's not his debut because i've interviewed this fantastic artist many times before he's a good friend of mine and when i was broadcasting on a different format as i've said he's he's graced the airwaves but he's making his debut on the podcast and certainly in the podcast chair and no one still believes me and my guest will confirm that it is an unwanted hairdresser's chair this man there you go I've given a little bit of it away smiling he has had a career of over five decades and I fondly call him Mr Don Corleone himself, the godfather. He's not only been to the top of the country and the bottom and all over the UK, he's been on many planes and he's been over to China and many, many other countries. And a little bird tells me he might have even done a little bit of work for the Beeb. If you haven't guessed, he is without doubt the king of the open mic, the king of poetry, the one, the only Mr Nick Topchek. Nick, how are you doing? I was hoping for a, 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 an <laughs> intro that built me up a bit. <laughs> Nick, I always give you a fantastic build-up. I'm, it's brilliant to see you again. <laughs> I am
1: sitting in a in, in a hairdresser's Just chair. Just confirm.
0: Tell them, Nick. Tell them. It is, it is confirmed that it is it, a hairdresser's chair. It absolutely
1: chair. is a hairdresser's <laughs> chair. And I have to... Use my memory going way back to remember the last time I sat in a hairdresser's, hairdresser's chair uh, I, 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 I have had a shaven head for many many years
0: And I know you didn't mind I did make a little bit of a joke saying Nick it looks like you need a haircut and you did, when you walked into the studio i said Nick, you need you, need, you look like you need a haircut and you're looking at me a little bit strangely Yeah, i wasn't no, talking I, about I, David?
1: I, I, I thought maybe my flight was down or something cause <laughs> no. that's the only way you'd know whether i needed a haircut and then
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you uh, you you realized you realized what i was um, what are we talking about, yeah. Nick? I know you've got some fantastic poetry. <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, in front of you. And normally we've got about an hour. We're going to we're going to cap the show round about an hour. I know you've got some fantastic poetry, but we have been speaking just a little bit off uh, off air, off off the podcast, about some fantastic stuff that is coming up. Now let's cast his mind back. 2020 lockdown gigs have been off the menu for open mic poetry musicians and everything, and over the years or over the months, and when we keep catching up, we'll be talking about getting or you know, gigs, gigs for artists and pubs and venues and cafes are struggling. But I know September, October, November, you've got some fantastic news which is taking place in Halifax, Saturday, the 9th of September, kicking off. And again, off air, you've just told me double bubble because something might be going on very very similar double bubble the other side of the pen yeah, Nick, what's happening
1: what i'm what i'm trying to do i wanted to set up gigs that were paid and i got contacted by the square chapel in halifax and they asked me if i would put on some gigs and i thought they were going to say open mic stuff and i'm tired of that i think you know uh Fine when there weren't gigs that there were open mics on Zoom and all that sort of thing during Covid. Fine when venues were struggling to get back in action and encourage people to come in that there were open mics. But but one, now that life's getting a bit more back to normal, touch wood. Um, uh, I think that, you know, bands are getting paid, uh, poets who go, get up and perform, anybody else who gets up and perform has a right to expect to be paid. We're professionals, that's what we do. And so um, when I got approached by by uh, Square Chapel, I was about to say no, but I, I thought, well, I said, what's the deal? And they said, well, we're putting up money up front. And I thought, so we can pay poets. And I thought, brilliant, I'll find the time and I'll do it. I was Mm -hmm. busy and I thought I wouldn't have the time, but I made the time. Uh, And uh, I used to run loads of gigs back in the 80s and 90s, starting with punk stuff, then a whole mixture of post-punk stuff and then uh, alternative cabaret, all sorts of stuff. Uh, It's a long while since I've done it, but once you've done it, you know how to do it. So I thought I'll set up the gigs. And uh, if I can just say The first three gigs that I'm doing At the Square Chapel Oh please do This is, this yeah. is Halifax It is September the 9th Yeah yep. It's, 7 it's o'clock
0: kick off I think was it 7.30 yep. Yeah 7.30 start 7.30 start Well
1: it's 7.30 get in For 8 o'clock start Yes um, And there's three poets On the bill For each of the gigs So 9th of September Is the first one So just yes. a few days away um, And And uh, that features Kieran Lee Higgins, who's the the poet laureate of Halifax,
0: and he is he yeah he's he's, an, he's a Halifax lad. He's a yep. Halifax lad. Um, what can we expect from Kieran then, uh, Nick? Don't uh, give too much away, but what anybody like, anybody listening? Some
1: people will know him, but if you don't, what what can we expect from like Kieran? Good quality ranting poetry performance poetry really Mm -hmm. good he's great he's great as Kieran Uh, then also on the same bill Laura Taylor who's a really seasoned performer and she's really really class Mm -hmm. Uh, she's got edge And then headlining Janine Booth, who I've known for many years, and uh, she did sterling work keeping things going during Covid. She brought out anthologies of poetry and had a website where people posted up uh, poems to do with the Covid experience. Um, and she's a great, great performer. Really political. Really good. And that's and sometimes your cup of tea. A little, a little bit political is always good for Nick. Yeah, and she's and she's <laughs> and funny. She's she's funny and sharp. Yes, so, yes. Uh, a really good starting bill. And that is. I'm um, just. I
0: think. Well, we've already said this. It's ten pounds across the board in yeah, yeah. tp ten quid ten quid because as, as, as people are listening or, to now or come a, and get, get in on the door. This this will be well people will be listening it from um Tuesday the the fifth of September. Obviously we are recording this just a little bit before but we've yeah. timed it okay. So people tuned in now or listening to the podcast uh, this will be available from uh probably Tuesday lunchtime. We're right about twelve o'clock, one o'clock on on the fifth of September. It's ten pounds you you can book online so to speak yep, if
1: or you want to be sure of getting 10 pound on the door online, but but it should be that should so long as he come in good time you're certain to get in and it's, it's 10 pounds across yep. so moving on
0: to october
1: yeah october headlining is uh on uh, that gig they're all on Saturdays that gig's on the 21st of October. Yes. And headliner is Mike Gary who for Brilliant. years now has been yes. the, the the support actor John Cooper Clark a lot of the time. So a real class act from, yeah. or some fantastic stuff from, from Mike. Yeah, Many Originally from long. Manchester uh, yes, and now living down in London. Yes. Uh, which is proof that it's successful because why else mm-hmm. would you go and live in London if you lived in Manchester? <laughs> eh? I mean the only thing better than living in Manchester is living in Bradford. Oh yes. <laughs> Nicely so, plugged um, and supporting Mike, uh, Gracie, Sp- Gracie Spangler is uh, uh, Gracie Spangler is um, uh, a young poet. She's uh, uh, still a student. And, Brilliant And uh, I did a gig with her And was just blown away With how good she was She's really, really good And then an old friend of mine uh, And a lot of these people are friends Simply because I've been on the performing circuit for so yeah, long Nick, that, You every, you know, Everyone is, is your friend Everyone knows this is, you This is a guy from Huddersfield Called Donovan Christopher he, Right he's a, he's a rapper I, um, don't, think, I don't think I've he, He's released tracks as Debo General um, Mm. And uh, uh, he's a a performance poet in schools He's had a lot of books out for school kids as well Uh, He's a great, great performer I've done loads of work with him I've just been really impressed each time I've worked with him So Donovan Christopher, Gracie Spandler and Mike Gary um, Really ace Bill there And then November there's an extraordinary female performer called Toria Garbut. Uh If you, n- people haven't seen her, they'll be people blown away. Heard she's heard. great. Yeah. Um, and she's headlining on Saturday the 18th of November and she asked for Carla Mella to be the support. Yes. And uh, I believe I'm right in saying that Mello also originally comes from Halifax. She now lives I'm over in Lancashire. Sure, not sure to, about I think that one. she's originally from around Halifax. And then a guy who's been really active on the Leeds poetry scene, Jack Collins, who uh, yeah, uh, organised loads of gigs. Yes, yes, I, I haven't seen him perform. I have seen Leeds, Leeds a Literature across, Festival. Um, he organised
0: loads. Yeah, I've seen a lot across social media with, yeah. with, with, about Jack. But I don't he's, think
1: I've ever. Uh, well, I haven't per, seen him. He's a great, he's a great performer. performer brilliant brilliant so those are the first three gigs and uh i'm asking people to come along and support it the writers are getting paid uh it's 10 quid for each gig uh uh so it's not that expensive uh but the important thing is is that it's Finding work for writers. I've got a second venue that's just asked me to put stuff on, and this and is what we've been talking about. Yeah, Brilliant. they're, they're going to that one in Halifax. Originally, they asked me to do it Wednesday lunchtime, and it was going to be called Lunch Poetry Punch. And then they got excited because the bills looked really inviting, and they said to me, Let's move it to Wednesday evening, which destroyed lunch poetry punch which i liked as a name (laughs) so it's now it it became crunch poetry punch we've got prime time saturday and and then they moved it to saturday and i had to ring up all the performers and move it to saturday but that's great i mean to have gone from wednesday lunch to the saturday without without even having had a gig yet that's really good It's
0: um, it's pretty so it's, um, it's uh, brilliant, and it, and it is as, as we say i know that we keep saying it or i think anyone on the open mic circuit or the performance is is and you're 100% right, Nick, is just getting that live gig. And it's interesting you mention about
1: Zoom and online. Yeah. But I'm you, not, I'm not, not, you need to get to putting, the live venue. Yeah, I'm and, not trying to put down no. uh, people who organise open mics. That's fine. But I think that you know writers need to make a living, especially mm. if they view themselves as full-time writers, which I have been yes, for all yes. my working life. I've made a living out of it. Mm. Um, I've been lucky. You know, my but, books have sold well and all sorts, mm-hmm. so... But getting uh, paid, it's, it's yeah. like bands, if, if you've written the song, you've written the lyrics,
0: you prefer, you know, you're playing the instruments, or like you say, you've written a poem, you've penned some open mic... And, yeah, stuff, if, you're, if you if you put the time
1: for. in and become a good writer and mm-hmm. a good performer, then then you deserve to get paid. So um, it sounds
0: like stuff's on the on the up, would, would you say that? Because I know we've spoken previously about people struggling for venues... Can you actually see... Can Nick
1: Tokchek see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, well, I'm trying to make a little bit of light there. Yes. But in uh, general, I, I know, I know you've I I, obviously... Well, I think if these work... Yes. ...then there will be other venues that mm-hmm. will... They're play, they're comedy venues, they're paying comedians to get up. Good. It's only poets that aren't getting paid that much at most gigs. So why, why do you think that is, Nick? What, what's your take on that? Uh, well, I, I think it is that, uh, in a way you know, COVID did a load of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously it took lives and everything like that, but it also damaged businesses and everything. And, and I think it, it ma- made it so that it was before COVID, a lot of gigs paid poets. And uh, I think the open mics uh, kind of undermined that. Um, and, and that was better than nothing. And while venues were finding their feet again, it was fine. But I do think, you know, it's fine to have open mics and if people want to go along and perform, and I do it, you do it, um, they're nice to do. And you get a chance to meet other people and network and everything. But, but what that networking should do is, is build something that is more professional for poets. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping that setting up these gigs will encourage other venues to do the same. And I've got pro- I got approached as soon as the publicity appeared for Crunch Poetry Punch in Halifax. I got a phone call from a venue called the Vale, which is a, a community art centre in Mossley, which is near Ashton on Lime in Greater Manchester. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they said, "Could I do the same there?" And they they've offered to put up money. So I just so like a mirror, yeah. a mirror image, if you like, yeah, of I, well, of what. Yeah, and I talked with them about when they could do it, and they said, well, what about if you're booking those people? I said, I want to try and set up a circuit. And and we talked about it, and they said, what about if we do either the Sunday lunch or the Friday evening, because you're doing Saturdays, and we do the day before or the day after? Uh, and I spoke with uh, the people in Halifax, and that they were fine about it. So, so uh, I'm, I've already offered... Uh, uh, Mike Gary, a chance to do one of the two and he opted for doing the Friday. Yes. So the first of the gigs at the Vale will be on Friday the 20th of October. That'll be Mike, Gary headlining, and hopefully I've got to contact Gracie and Donovan. I'm just in the course of doing this. Uh, I was talking with the the, the the Veil yesterday and today, and today, and uh, uh, I'm going ahead with booking Gracie, I hope, and Donovan. So the same bill will appear two days: one in Halifax and 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 the previous day, uh, the Friday. Fantastic, at the veil. which is like a in a way, it's
0: like a very miniature. Sort of tour, taking yep. it for balance, it goes on the road. You've got the Friday them, or Saturday, yeah, and Friday and, and Saturday, and sorry. for the
1: Vale to try things out and see mm-hmm. which works best. Mm-hmm. The following month, I'm about to phone Toria Garbert and see whether she would be up for doing Saturday the 18th of November in Halifax, and then Sunday lunchtime at the Vale, and that way, before the end of the year, the Vale will be able to work out whether Friday night or saturday lunchtime uh sunday lunchtime works better for them mm-hmm. they don't know and they were happy to try both so brilliant it looks like then in the new year there'll be two gigs one on a saturday and the other at the vale uh, either
0: friday the su- or the sunday. friday or the
1: sunday which is good and i'm looking at the possibility of a couple of other venues <gasps> So it would set up a northern circuit for poets that paid and gave them a series of gigs, uh, on the trot. So, whichever the Vale chooses the Friday or the Sunday, I can offer the other one to another venue, Mm -hmm. and and without setting up a proper circuit. Which is brilliant, um, like you said, for, for And mere, if it, if it know, all works, performers. I'm sure others will come forward as well and want D- to yeah, do the same yes, sort of thing. Yes, different venues. And it, whether it's me running it or whether we just link up with the venues, I don't know. But anyway, Crunch Poetry Punch in Halifax. And it looks like, in at the Vale, it's going to be Clout Poetry Shouts. <laughs> right? <It's>, now, <laughs>
0: I know that many there's many people i have already said... When you've got your 50 years plus, many, many people know you, Nick. Might be some people that could be listening to this podcast. Now, you're posting it up. They can find you,
1: just before we forget, they can find you on Facebook, Nick Tokchek, and also your there website there are two checks on facebook <laughs> don't, yeah. don't friend the american he's a friend of mine and uh uh you know we we we're in touch but it's really confusing he's not you and and uh he's already redirected some people who thought that he was me brilliant and and also <laughs> uh uh i've had a couple of people contact me asking about fishing and i know that he's a champion fisherman <laughs> um so so um that is uh,
0: absolutely brilliant you've also got your website is it is it nick dot com yeah right so if anybody wants to anybody who is listening to this thinking wow you know they might live in the halifax area they might obviously live let you say up by um uh, ashton Under lime uh you know manchester way and they might think i'm going to that they might even know where the veil vale is find you on facebook yeah or I believe you probably put it up on your website as
1: well, Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you um, type
0: in yep. nicktockcheck.com and people might be saying, goodness. If they can't spe-
1: find me, it's because they're spelling top Check. Well, on. and it's
0: T-O-C-Z-E-K. Well done. Brilliant. Yeah. So people because I know people, and you don't mind me saying this, Nick, people are going to go, well, yeah, I'm typing it in, but how do you spell it? So that's T-O-C-Z-E-K, Nick, N-I-C-K, nicktokcheck.com. And it's all there, so yep. come along to The Vale, get yourself down to The Vale, Manchester, get yourself over to Halifax, at the Chapel Arts, Do we say? Chapel it's Arts, Square uh, 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 Chapel. I know where it is, and it's just when you've got to try and remember. It's opposite, it's opposite Eureka
1: and-, and Opposite and Eureka, back, the, of, back of the- uh, Peace Hall, back so. of the Peace Hall, yep.
0: opposite Eureka, and hopefully, there are going to be some regular events, maybe Friday, well, certainly Saturday, either Friday or Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, and brilliant, but f- not only for the not only for the the performers to, as you said, build that circuit, get back on the circuit, get paid and rightly so, but also for people to come along
1: and see what it's about. Yeah, because they sh- might
0: have a go. I think. I tell you what, I haven't been to that, and it opens up a new audience.
1: I, th- I think it'll be inspirational for people. Mm-hmm. These people are great to see. It's really great, and and the compares not bad. Well, I don't, I'm doubtful of knowledge, <laughs> I'm doubtful about that. <laughs> so what, yeah, I'm comparing the gigs. Just, just
0: before we move over to a bit of your poetry Nick, what would what you look for? I mean, obviously I know, I keep saying it, seasoned character, you know just about everyone there is to, that's worth knowing on the poetry circuit. You mentioned, you know, let's take example, Mike, Mike um, Gary, Mike Gary, so, um, and your headliners, very seasoned, very professional cool on stage, and then you've got you, you, a couple of supporting acts, and then, as you said, you might have some some new-to-the-scene open micers. What what are you looking for when when Nick check, as you said, it could be in a local pub, it could be just a nice, gentle open mic, where people get up, share the work, everyone claps. But when you move it to this level, Nick, and you're thinking, well, in some respects, it's your reputation on the line, Nick Tokchek's running it, you don't want a phone call saying, bloody neck, Nick. Or worse, to that effect. What are you? What are you doing? You're looking for like, if you don't mind me saying, a one, two, three. So you have got your headliner, you have got number two, and you've got a third act as well. You know, just to strengthen it. What What are you actually? Have you seen most of or all of the acts? Most perform. Of. Yeah. And most. So, so you've of.
1: obviously and, seen them. So you, and so now just, you can. Now you can also look at what they're doing online. Yes. Um, so, uh, and that means that other people can do the same. So, you know, if people want an idea of what they're going to get, mm. go online and look up some of these acts. That Most of them post stuff and you can see parts of the performances. So
0: what, so what, do you, what, do you, what are you looking for? I, what, do, what are the, I mean, some things are quite obvious. What, what does Nick Top Check look for? I mean, are you looking for the, the confidence on stage, the coolness on
1: stage, the sharpness? And All, the, of and, All of that. All of that, yes. And I want acts that contrast. So on on one bill, I want people who are very different. And, um, so you don't want three. You don't want three political poets who are very similar because it just would you say it molds into one. Oh yeah, so yeah. To speak. Uh, no, it, no, the idea is that they're perfor- the performers who come across as individuals. Yes, that's what yes. I'm really looking for. And uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and I think people, you know, where the personality really comes across. That matters, uh, and also ones that I know can really hold an audience. Yes, and uh, uh, that don't just depend on a couple of strong pieces, but that everything about what they do. So really every every single you.
0: piece is it's strong. The connecting with the audience, and, yep. and and do you like sometimes? A little bit of interaction i'm not saying they're going to go into a guitar solo or start Mm -hmm. singing like day or day you know a little bit of freddie mercury but it's probably fair to say nick i'm not saying you get a lot of heckling but if sometimes there might be moments when you're on stage where someone possibly may shout something or say something and that person just might Give a say something else just to give that little bit of yeah, realism, yeah, yeah. just so they can
1: handle the what, what is happening with the audience. I I, I I like I like knowing that people will be able to cope with that. If, yes. if, if anything does go wrong, that it there's not just an embarrassing silence or, mm, or mm. Some, somebody has to be asked to leave. Just throw something in
0: that little. Um, I don't mean anything, yeah, but just, just I, when you I, get that laugh. I think or,
1: these people that I'm booking yes, have, yes. have got that experience and can cope with it. A, a, a name I've just added to my list today, right? And that's because uh, I came across some stuff about her is a woman called Joy France and she lives in Manchester. And she's been winning rap competitions Mm -hmm. up against really sexist male rappers. Young male rappers. And she is not only white, but she's in her mid-sixties. Goodness me. And (laughs) she's been going out and winning rap competitions.
0: You have, yeah. And
1: got uh, to have... I've got to book her. Uh, (laughs) What a character. What a character. (laughs) Uh... Joy France, anybody got... Yeah, just look her up. Uh, is she on um, Facebook? Uh, yeah, she, she, she's got loads of stuff up online. Mm-hmm. Up online, right. she got featured in The Guardian and all sorts of stuff because of becoming a winning rapper. And, Brilliant. And she's just great. And her own poetry is really, really good. Um... So, so she, she went straight on the list, and uh, uh, I and recently I saw Leon the Pig Farmer do a gig. Yes, uh, and I wow, haven't seen him. He I have. Um, I've heard a lot about yeah. Leon. I haven't seen but him. The name's great.
0: He's just the best.
1: Sir, so, uh, um, you're a vegetarian. Well, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, uh, he, he he was formerly in the forces and uh, had post-traumatic stress disorder and all sorts like that he's been through a lot and uh uh he's getting up and doing it and you don't think of a squaddie getting up and being a poet mm-hmm. although you know in truth i mean a lot of uh, the great poets from around the first world war were themselves squaddies so um, poetry is nothing new to people in conflicts mm-hmm. and stuff they, uh, but and what, the I'm, trying, I'm trying to include people who've been through the mill a bit mm-hmm. they, you know some, somebody that I'm, I'm planning to put on uh, Ralph Dartford who's, who's a former drug addict and has written a lot and performed a lot about drug see, addiction you, I seem to rec- you're you throwing these names you're saying I seem to yeah. know that name well, well it's people From? whose life experience has made them interesting mm-hmm. or whose experience as performers has taught them how to pull out their personalities and really work an audience Uh, and and that's what I want certainly at the start Uh, but Gracie Spandler from Leeds she's really young she doesn't have that experience but she's just one of those people who's got a magic when she's up there Mm -hmm. she can really cut it Mm -hmm. Uh, and some people just have it uh they can get up in front of an audience and have the meeting out of the palm of their hands straight away mm-hmm. uh, others work on it and develop that skill um but uh uh what i want to do is is make it exciting that people are up there just using their voices and just make it individual content and sometimes and sometimes does it does the so content of what the same saying does that attract you as well. Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if it's really about their lives and it's mm-hmm. real life and it's not, uh, you know, I suppose it, it's not just art for art's mm-hmm. sake. It, it's uh, proper human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, what I hope is that people come along who've not had a go at writing, but maybe thought, maybe I could come along and get really inspired. By these people. Well, you never know. And, and the co-
0: is it probably fair to say the content may well come first? Because I know we've been speaking about you know the confidence and holding the audience and strutting your stuff, so to speak, on stage. But there's some damn good poets out there that have got some fantastic ideas in the mind. They're very creative. They're weaving some fantastic words. Yeah. And 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 that is is obviously in my eyes the first step. And then you just need to get that performance so would you you agree with that Nick as in as it's not always if people who are new to the circuit might think I can't get them do that they possibly can because they can they've got the words just need to pen the words and then just keep getting up there and move on up just just get it so it's not, not always you're not always looking for someone who is confident as you said it could be people out
1: there just, and, just and need to pen that and if, just you, bring it, if you're starting bring out together. if you see people performing and you mm. think I'm going to have a go at that and you write a little bit and want to try it open mics all over the area are really good and again there are uh, uh, Facebook pages and websites that list places you can go and that advertise them and there are plenty of those open mic venues where people can get up and try stuff out and and uh, You know when they feel they're getting good get in touch with me (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the that's the one i tell you nick now we will share
0: or you will share some of your uh, i've heard many many poems by you over over the years um, let's well, I'll I'll give you, I will hand the microphone over to you if you don't mind, Nick. As oh, in, you okay. can just go through them, tell us a little bit about them as you normally do, or just go straight into them, give us a little well, bit I'll, of a background. I'll, and is it? I know last time we spoke,
1: I'm trying to get a word in edgeways here. You said, I'll give the mic to you. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing,
0: I've got Irene, I've got my our friend Irene Lofthouse. She said to me, Your, your friend of mine, Irene Lofthouse, who, who, yep. who has gone out which you the first ever, she said, David. Give him some pain. Taking- <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sneak in there, though. Last time we spoke, you did mention about walking on the canal
1: and yeah. seeing faces. So just are these some new poems or some older ones, Nick? Well, th- this one is not about walking on the canal, although there's a connection. But uh, um, uh, it's a poem that uh, isn't quite finished. But But I was working on it last night and I thought, I'll read it um and and the canal the canal connection is uh, that i go along the canal walking my dog or again and my dog gann my partner um uh our dog is called Stan the man <laughs> and uh i i walk him every single day uh and uh um i was thinking walking along the canal that you know life is crap and the reason it the, the fact that it's crap uh life tells you you know mm-hmm. if you're uncertain that about it life keeps telling you and walking along the canal i was carrying a bag with uh, our dog's poo in it and i was thinking i was looking at the dog and thinking you never carry my poo about it's just not fair this you, right you give me the best subject I, I, ca- I came i came here today in my car right <laughs> filled up with fuel and i was thinking that car has never bought me a bloody drink not ever and how many times have i bought you a drink you little creep right so anyway uh this is uh, this is partly about life not always being great and i actually love life i actually do love it we know
0: we know about it and the good thing is before you start you can actually i don't mind any rude words because the other platform i had to give people warnings and it because it's a podcast I know you'd like to throw in a few words, so feel free to do so in some of your work
1: if you want to do, Nick. Half off, I'm not going to. <laughs> right, insecurity, insecurity, right? I, ch- I changed shit to poo earlier when I was talking about the dog. Right, don't <laughs> that's encourage why. me. That's, that's why I said it, because <laughs> when we've done the other interviews, I've always said, you'll yep. have to tell me
0: about the language, but yep. you're fine. So, <laughs>
1: anyway... I'm not going to swear for the sake of it. I bet you do. Not even for your sake. (laughs) No. Insecurity, (laughs) this is called. When yawning morning's cold call comes, with scams up both its sleeves, speechless we receive it, and our loss of language grieves. Aware this voice will worm its weasel way beneath these eaves. Just as the wounded or marooned would wave their handkerchiefs, we raise one hand and then are gone. Before the last word leaves we're home here in our burgled rooms where we're the wanted thieves. We take we take to working overtime. To thwart what worry weaves, but self-doubt is a sneaky beast, whose tainted tongue deceives, by falsely claiming one short fall, dwarfs all a life achieves. Our truths once clung to facts, but fell for what folly believes. They now hang out with downright lies Their dealership receives Hooked on the heavy junk Every addled brain misconceives We're mired in these deep concerns That no known drug relieves They try us and they sentence us We've no hope of reprieves the ball we've chopped hits distances down which no dog retrieves. There's my dog again. And that's the poem. So it's not quite Brilliant. finished, but there you are. That's a, that, that that's a, a poem that I'm a in the work process in, a of work working. in progress. Yeah. Voting in the free world, a political poem for you. I knew it wouldn't take long. When freedom votes for millionaires. Who represents the poor? When freedom votes for ignorance, what's voting ever for? When freedom votes for Donald Trump, the Klan becomes the law. When freedom votes for prejudice, we're not free anymore. When freedom votes for building walls, it bricks up your front door. When freedom votes to make us great, we're smaller than before. When freedom votes for weaponry, that's when we're insecure. When freedom votes for victory, we know we're in a war. When freedom votes for fewer boats, the dead still wash ashore. When freedom votes for oil and coal, flames rage and both poles thaw. When freedom votes religiously, it comes with tooth and claw. When freedom votes to serve itself, our blood will stain the floor. So there you are. Um, and I've been writing these short poems about walking with the dog. I did a whole load about the canal and about the river. Um, but what I've been writing recently is just about the woodland around where I live. And uh, here's the first poem. We walk through the woods down to the canal, me and Stan the man. Right. Stan the man. So this is the first of the poems that I wrote. There are about 40 of them now. So they're going to be a book. And I've got some illustrations as well, but anyway, ancient. Plum these shaded depths A fetid fire of time smoulders Here where clean green moss-fir Holy clothes ice-age boulders Fruit, leaf, branch, root, trunk Each one weather-felled moulders Tree rings and soil strata File years in paper-thin folders. All is thus settled on the sunken, shrunken shoulders Of the centuries that this woodland is as old as. So, these are poems that I've been writing over the past few weeks. And uh, just picking some at random vandalism. Brambles block this thoroughfare. Tumbled walls lie past despair. Dumped detritus doesn't care. Sickness sleeps in root and lair. Our graffiti's everywhere. Summer snags us in its snare. This is Deluge. Each of these are six lines long, and each line rhymes. As day-long rain lends us waters which broke On birch, beech, maple, elder, elm and oak Down the hours before we dry ones woke There are streams fed fat as a big boss bloke in woods unworried by hurry home folk Who will watch what's out there Glisten and soak That's one that I've rewritten and I changed big boss bloke To uh, <coughs> sumo wrestling bloke Well I remembered
0: that one I know obviously I've heard, I have heard some of these before And when you started saying that one, the six lines I thought to myself, I'm, I'm positive that I've heard some of these, and I've, that one in particular. So I, I read,
1: I read some of them last did, time. I did. I was going to say, you show. did read
0: because that's what we were talking about—walking in, in the woodlands and stuff. Yep. Yeah. But you always said to me, you've always said from a very um, when we first started having our little chats that you do sometimes rework them, and. The one thing that has stuck in my mind. Don't always. Um, yeah, I know you don't always keep the first line or the first couple of lines. And I think you said, does that line really work for you? Is it weak as a poem goes on? Yeah, I've can, you, can you improve on go. it? Yeah, yeah. And I do remember that. Sort of, often you do that, Nick. As in, you might that first line is your idea, but does it deserve to be the first
1: line? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I I will check every single word in a poem mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I let go of it. I want every single word to add something, you know. I'll do a couple more here, just ending. These are, as I say, randomly chosen. Deep in darkening westwood, song thrushes usher in another dusk. We've Blackbird and Robin shutting up shop, their utterances grown brusque. Very soon, all these musicians... Will have stowed their gear And ceased to busk. Working late, a woodpecker Drills an elephantine trunk Hard as tusk. The bright white flowers In the carpets of wild garlic Can't mask that musk. Trees gather, greenery blackens, Night hatches from gone day's hollow husk. And I'll flip to just one somewhere here. Let's see. Journey. The sun rises. This waking wood waits for us. Its trees queue as we would For a work-bound bus. Blossom. Bee, bird, butterfly, begin their fuss. It dawns on us that we've nothing to discuss. All aboard, pay, sit, stay till the terminus. We will labour, love, leave seeds, life travels thus. So I've done some serious poems You've for
0: you. You've done some really good stuff there, Nick, and I like no, it. i tell you what we are going to do. A bit of a curveball now, because just just reminded me, just looking at, to my right, many people know you as writer, poet, performer, but some people might not know. A little bit of magic as well, and puppeteering, stuff like that. How, how did that sort of come about? Because I know I've seen you perform the magic, and I think I actually went a little bit of The World Story, Telling Cafe, I think you did a... It's a magic as well. So is that? I don't know if you're sort of doing that on a regular basis now, yeah. but you still doing you still doing the the magic. Where where how does that link in with the pot? Is that something that you've always wanted to no, do, was, or did
1: that come later? I've, I was working in schools. I do a lot of work with kids who yes, yes. are less able and have a shorter attention span, mm-hmm. and I do a lot of work around the world. You, you mentioned that I've been in other countries. I've I've, I've been, I only been recently in, been to China. Um, yeah, uh, recently Hong Kong. Yes, um, I've got. Uh, but I've all altogether. All I've been in almost fifty countries working mm-hmm. in schools, and obviously a lot of those kids have English as a second language, mm-hmm. and a lot of kids here in Britain as well. If you're working in poorer schools, which I do a lot in this country, um, uh, then you've got, you've not just got kids who are less motivated. Uh, uh, but the uh, the schools might not be quite as good, uh, and, and not as well funded, and also they tend to be the schools where you'll get a lot of the kids who have come from abroad, um, and and so you know and whose home language might not be the same as English, um, and and for working with all those sorts of kids, and then I work a lot with special needs, and again low attention span. Um, so so, I was shown a magic trick years ago by a friend in a pub just using two beer mats and I did that trick in a school the next day and the kids went have you got any more and I said no <laughs> and they went Oh and that oh got me to call at a magic shop that's no longer about but uh, one that was in Leeds on my way home and I was there about an hour And there was an old guy in there who showed me some tricks, just a a customer. Um, He was a retired magician and he just called in the shop and he showed me some tricks. And the guy in the shop sold me some tricks and recommended a couple for working in schools. And uh, I now do about 5,000 magic tricks. And uh, I love doing it. And I always look out for new tricks. And uh, I use them a lot, just in between poetry and I do creative writing workshops and uh, they're a carrot, I I say do this bit of writing for the next five minutes and I'll do your magic trick. Or have a go at doing this piece of writing, if you focus I'll teach you all how to do a magic trick that you can go home and try out on your family and stuff. So really, excuse me, so that's the, um,
0: the magic has stayed with you. all all from your friend in in the pub by seeing the magic trick with the two beer mats and you thought and so obviously it's a good idea which
1: obviously works and with, with the puppetry I was asked to work with some kids who were very frightened of men because they'd been abused kids had been quite badly abused by men and they were very frightened of men and they wanted a man to come in who could win them over and they asked me and I said yeah I'll have a go and uh, I'd been messing about with some puppets and I'd got this puppet that I'd seen on the internet and I ordered it and it was a little dragon um, and I put it in a bag and i play about with them. In front of a mirror until I get used to them. So we're talking. We're talking hand puppets yeah. now, not that I know. No, not strings. Like, not I not, I not the strings. Me, yeah. yeah, the strings get tangled. You can't if you're travelling around. Um, but uh, hand puppets. And this this little hand puppet. And uh, I decided to make it shy. And I thought, working with these kids, they're not going to want to make eye contact with me. And if mm-hmm. I don't make eye contact with them, that would maybe work. And I tried out this puppet with them before I started even doing some poetry and and what I did was they sat they all sat a long way from me and I had this puppet that was really shy and I was encouraging it to come out of the bag and it slowly came out and I asked them not to be to be quiet and I just talked to the puppet without even looking at the kids and uh, started it arguing with the puppet and stuff like that and um, not not really arguing but just playing about and uh, trying to build its confidence and and get it to look at the children and I played about with all those ideas and gradually these kids moved closer and closer and when I finished with the puppet the kids were right up around my legs with two of them holding on to my legs they were so caught up with absolutely the puppet absolutely brilliant so I just from that experience, just had absolute faith in using puppets, and I, I started taking puppets out and and trying them all out. And now I've got a whole bunch of puppets say, that I I good use. Good.
0: And, and have you got
1: voices too? Is it really? Is I, don't very do, no, I don't like well. that. It doesn't suit I, have, me. Have you Have
0: you Have you tried it though?
1: Lee? Yeah, and I feel silly doing it, putting on voices. I don't like it. Some you people, don't, some don't. people, it really so suits. Did, them. So
0: they, did, did you manage to sort of do it where you? I get are not them to and... whisper to me yeah
1: so it's like harry corbett so it's
0: whispering and and, and, and movements and
1: and that yeah. sort of thing so but i have a load of fun and the puppets yes. are outrageous and get away with saying stuff that i can't all right um, and they can be rude to people and and they can say stuff about the teachers that i, I wouldn't dare say um and and we just have fun and it's great and I use that as a, a real break from work or a reward at the end of a session mm-hmm. I'll do a puppet and I also do whole school performances where I mix poems and stories and magic and puppets uh, at the start of a day and then work around the classes doing workshops
0: It's a fantastic idea because I, mean, I I fully agree and, I, and understand, fully understand where you're coming from where you know, like you say Oh well, we'll do this, we'll do that Magic, do this and then I do the magic, magic trick and if you, give capture, them, capture, them a you capture, the, capture the imagination the more more more
1: yeah but, but mostly let's magic, magic and puppets are mostly visual so it yes. gives them a break from just listening and listening yeah. to English and a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh,
0: interaction hopefully
1: yeah. it and might fun.
0: inspire people to, to yeah. become the next Nick
1: Oh, Talk I, I, I mean, I did, I did a session with special need kids uh, just last week. Yes. And uh, uh, I was supposed to be doing about an hour and a half. Um, a lot of the kids got called out at the end of the hour and there were only a few of them left. And they were called out to do stuff that, that uh, the organisers hadn't realised I was going to be performing and, and they got called away. And I was left in the end with particularly this one kid who really wanted to do puppets so the last half hour was just the two of us doing puppets and he was seriously special needs but he was just great as a natural puppeteer and we just had such fun and the others just watched and it was great, it was really good fun but it was nothing I'd ever planned same as I was once in the middle of doing a show uh with with families and this little girl came up to me i was in the middle of doing poetry puppets magic and she came up to me walked slowly through the audience all the way up onto the stage there were about 200 people there and she was only about five and she went excuse me and i went yes what and she went can we do the dancing now (laughs) and i went but yes of course we can and I led a conga all around the building with oh, Tassic Nick. And then we went back into the room, sat down, and we carried on the performance. <laughs> can we do the dancing? Yeah. yeah. No, I can't dance, but I can do the conga. <laughs> it's
0: and, and I suppose, <clears throat> me, I suppose, it, and I think probably many people have, had, people have had this experience, it's possibly always the best. When I say it, it doesn't go as you planned it, I don't mean. Any technical that. issues something completely unexpected like you said the girl yep. came up and said excuse me coming we not something completely think where did that come from yeah it must make you feel
1: that's oh, great it's great and she was absolutely right it was time we had a dance, a little, I've, a been, little dance. I've been withering on a bit too yeah. long for a five-year-old <laughs> good for her
0: and that little bit. and again just slightly backtracking with it, a brilliant story i don't think you've 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 Mentioned that one to no, before. I no. about you know, with the dragon when you sit about with the children and yeah. they're quite some distance away from you. And it, it must have been such a brilliant feeling too. Obviously the build up and everything that's gone on with the teachers and have told you what's you know what abuse these children have had, and then they're holding on to your leg. Yeah, and it's you know so it's good. So there's a
1: good reward you know for uh, for the work that you well uh, well it tells that you, you do. that you, what you're doing you're working at. And I have a work ethic, and I really believe that, that, you know, part of my job is to reach other people. And I really want to do that with what I do. And mm-hmm. if people want me to change it and make me change it like that little girl, great. <laughs>
0: and, and, and and obviously, take that on board, because I mean, obviously, I know you, I know you a little bit better now, Nick. And it probably strike me as, as a creative person, an artist that will sort of take on board what's happening instead of sticking to i don't mean completely change it but instead of saying right i'm doing one two
1: three yeah i'm something unexpected comes along seize the moment yeah i've, I've seen people be messed up by mm. somebody who heckles them or something like that you know um uh and and it's not that you've got to uh Handle everything But you've got to really work hard At being flexible mm. uh, Because the unexpected Does happen And uh, uh, I can think of loads Of times during My career as a performer When I've been able to improvise And and I've been really Pleased with myself And uh, if there are times when I've been caught out um, You know to, to, being upset in a classroom because the teacher wasn't even talking to me, and nobody had told me that she was deaf. Uh, I didn't know that. Doing a, a a poem about dads and what gets on dads' nerves with the kids as a jokey poem, and not knowing that one of the children had lost his father two days before. Oh goodness! Um, uh, you know that happens and and there isn't much you can do in those situations where you misjudge them and what their lives are about you can't know but um often with a little bit of playing about you can uh you can adjust to whatever happens and you can cope with it and you can turn what could be um difficult or even a disaster into something that gives everybody pleasure um, mm-hmm. and that little girl was an example of that yeah
0: brilliant <laughs> brilliant i tell you do nick just looking <clears throat> at the time why do we finish off with um a few more poems, because I know I know it's a bit like. A bit I'll like, do a kids' poem. If you Shall do. I? We've been talking about kids, so why does not yeah. Let's do a couple of little kid poems. I know you've got many books
1: in front yeah. of you. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do. I'll do. I'll do a kids' poem. Let's see this one. This book I've got. This is a book of animal poems. Poems about creatures, and uh, here's a simple one. That, that just came from seeing a spider I like how
0: you looked at me That is a simple one.
1: <laughs> A spider in the <laughs> toilet um, I saw this spider in the toilet And uh, I, I'd been trying to think of a creature poem Because I'd been asked to uh, Submit a poem about a creature to an anthology and, and the deadline was that very day And I'd got up Gone to the toilet to sit and think about it Finished on the toilet And there was a spider in the bowl <laughs> And I thought that spider hid under our toilet lid. And I thought, oh, it rhymes. And then I thought, what if the spider was called Sid who hid under the toilet <laughs> lid? And already there was a poem coming. I just and, and, and walking through. downstairs, yeah. I paused halfway downstairs, this really happened, I paused halfway downstairs. And because I, I thought, I started going through the alphabet and I thought, what rhymes with hid and lid and Sid? I thought that it, it I'd, I'd already thought that the spider, uh, Oh, the spider web could be called it's grid right <laughs> um, it's silky grid right and and I, I paused because I'd, I started thinking of rhymes and I was thinking of the alphabet and I thought beginning with a and I, and I suddenly thought arachnid the proper name for a spider and arachnid rhymes with hidden lid and said anyway here's the point where Sid the spider hid Sid the Spider hid under the toilet lid. He didn't he did. He didn't he did. I bet you a quid, he did. He didn't he did. He didn't he did. Under the toilet lid. I kid you not he did. Sid the Spider-Hid, this little arachnid Who built his silky grid. Under the toilet lid. He didn't he did. He didn't he did. I bet you a quid he did. He didn't he did. He didn't he did. Under the toilet lid. I kid you not he did sid the spider hid but slipped one day and slid we heard his eight feet skid and bid goodbye to sid then flushed the loo we did and so got rid of sid who swam off like a squid he didn't he did he didn't he did i bet you a quid he did he didn't he did he didn't he did under the toilet lid i kid you not he did and that poem earned me fifty quid (laughs) in the anthology I posted, and I emailed it off, and the guy came back to me straight away saying, "I'll it's, use that." He's
0: absolutely brilliant, and I, I am. I am somewhat. I, I nearly started sort of giggling there in the best way, and I, I, I thought I might have had another. So I say radio moment where I could have said, "Brilliant, Nick, let's play a song," but I can't do that, so I'm controlling myself. Brilliant, is that? And it just shows what you can do when you do so fall in love with poetry and rhymes. And like you said, Nick, it gets you thinking. Do the lines work for you? Say it later and get all the and and I bet you a quid. Yeah. And it just all comes together like you've demonstrated that little it bit. Of a, I bet you a really quid. Quickly. I bet you it did, and and it, it it obviously tells a story, and it's what people do. I bet you didn't. He did. He it did, it did. Brilliant, and I bet the kids love that one. Yeah, it's fun. I bet they I, absolutely. I, I,
1: I use it a lot. Love. The, do you want one more?
0: You kind of do, just. Do you find that some of your poems, um. When I say I'm more popular, do you, do you sometimes find when you go to different schools, you read out or you end up, should I say, performing some of the same poems, like like Sid the Spider? Do, do, do some come to the front a little bit more than others? Oh, ours? yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But and then you then get a you, feel for you, what you the children will... You know will... which ones kids really like. Um, but, I mean, th- it's weird because uh, so, some poems work in some schools and not in mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you... There's there's one here that I'll I'll read in a sack called Dragon on a Bus, which is great for most people, but if you're in a really posh school, the kids probably haven't been on buses. Yes, you know, yeah, they get dropped
0: off at school um, or, or something. And, yeah. and
1: you know, some of the poems, yeah, yeah, you, you have to explain stuff to kids in other countries, what a dinner lady is, what a lollipop lady is, or something, you know. Um, and I suppose you get used to that now, obviously, because you're yeah. well
0: travelled. But if someone someone was, um, you know, going to another country for the first time, and I'm sure you, beat, I'm sure it's happened to you. Obviously, that's why you're a seasoned character, as in you've been to a certain country and you Thought, oh, I didn't think yep. of that, and you've had to explain it, and then it just becomes sort of second
1: nature, where you take things for granted, and then yeah, you explain but you, you learn cultural differences <laughs> as well, you know. Yeah, uh, well, one of my books, we had to change the ti- the name of the title. Uh, Cats and bats and slugs and bugs. It was called Hogs and Dogs and Slugs and Bugs. And because it had hogs as the first word, some really strict Muslim countries worry about that because hogs are kept for eating and you don't eat pork. You know, and so you you learn that so a, few, are a few changes. It's in fact, problems. it's not the people in the country often, but it's mm. the teachers in the schools who mm. worry about something that could cause offence. So they will want, want you not to mention pigs at all. You know, so um, anyway, dragon on a bus. I'll read that. Now you know I'm not a wuss, I don't like to make a fuss, but there's just a little matter that I think we should discuss. There's a dragon on the bus, there's a dragon on the bus, there's a dragon on the bus and it's looking at us. Let me speak to an inspector or the company director, cos I don't quite recollect a sign to say we should expect a scaly people vivisector on this bus. Now, I never swear and cuss, but it's flippin' obvious that we've got a situation here that could be hazardous. There's a dragon on the bus, there's a dragon on the bus, there's a dragon on the bus, and it's coming after us i think we should call a meeting cos its fiery breath is heating all our clothing and our seating i don't like the way it's treating all the people that it's eating on this bus it's chewing us and burning us and this is what's concerning us it could become a problem by the time we reach the terminus There's a dragon on the bus. There's a dragon on the bus. There's a dragon on the bus. And it's eating, and it's eating, and it's eating all of us.
0: Absolutely. Pure genius, Nick. (laughs) And I tell you, I'm just looking at the the time. We're going to have one more. I have made an executive decision. (laughs) Nick Tokchek, my guest on the Writer's Bookshelf podcast. You can now select any poem you wish
1: for the final one of the show. What are you gonna share? I've opened it here. Go for it. A poem called Here. It goes like this. Here is simply where we live and love and labour and forgive and fret about the food we eat, cholesterol and dodgy meat and keep in touch by telephone and rent or mortgage, brick or stone For the ownership of property. And mow our lawns, and polish cars, And order pints in public bars, And suffer fools and seldom cheat, And nod to neighbours in the street, And struggle with the weekly wash, And vainly hope to win some dosh On the bingo or the lottery. This England, where we simply live, Till dropped as dust through death's dark sieve,
0: Brilliant, Nick. Absolute brilliant. It's always a pleasure to have you. Thank if it, you. Whatever show, whatever I'm broadcasting on, Nick, if you're here, it's always brilliant. And wishing you all the best with all the new venture in Halifax. Obviously, I'll be there. Don't forget, you'll be probably listening now at the earliest on Tuesday, the 5th of September. Don't forget the 9th of September, Saturday in Halifax.
1: Yeah.
0: Half past seven. Brilliant yeah. stuff. And... We've got October and December. November. You've, sorry, um, October and November. Good job, Nick, to remind me of yep. that. And then also we've got The, um, the, veil. the veil at, uh, at Manchester. Yep. And if you want to uh, find out a little bit more, then get yourself on Nick talkcheck.com or get yourself connected with nick via facebook you yep. know you can connect with me um on facebook you can go to my um as I always say go to my author page i do sort of have a lot of creative outlets i brought it all together on david driver author.com so get to the website and once again thanks to For all you people that do sort of listen and download the podcast If you like what you've been listening to Then keep listening and tell all your friends about it As I used to say on the streets of London Selling newspapers Get yourself on Podbean That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N Podbean And just type in The Gingerlicious Company Presents And listen again tell your friends What a fantastic podcast it is It's time to say goodbye Say goodbye Nick Goodbye
1: and thanks very much,
0: Nick. It's always a pleasure that I, my guest, my guest on this edition, the one and only Godfather of poetry. Please get out and see him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Please get out and see him, or get onto his website. Brilliant stuff, indeed. I'll see you all later. Let's play out with a little bit of Lost forwards.